friends, Camila here at Introverted Improvisers, and I figured I'd honor the tertiary month of the year with Trio Talk. Did I use tertiary right? Let me Google that. Tertiary, tertiary, tertiary. Yes, in third in order or level. Yes, tertiary. Okay, we'll just stick with that. Tertiary March. That was not used right. Moving on. What do I want to say? Oh, I am so digging mono scene trios lately. Enjoying the right amount of tension and balance between being totally involved and laser-focused, but getting time and space for that outside perspective on what's happening. It's such a joy to play in, being so closely knit to those two other people, but at the same time, being 100% ready to flex for an offer I haven't seen that's coming in hard and fast. I think trio can be one of the ultimate how to playfully mess with your partners types of scenarios because there's that security of that other person to help yes and, and so you can just feel really free while you're flying. I have some great notes on trios being this ultimate test of POV and relationships from an IO course taught years ago by instructor Ryan Archibald. And one of my favorite notes he gave was, if nobody's POV is overlapping, there is just too much chaos and conflict to churn anything or move forward. So at that point, that scene has to become a game or it just gets ugly and unfun. So you can hear those attempts of non-overlapping POVs and where it goes over in the Improv Bite section labeled Canned Bacon and Okay Cool Thanks. You can decide whether those were successes or not. Trios have so much discovery for me. If two people are building a strong relationship slowly and just how they feel about each other, let that third person come in and add the context like stakes, backdrop, even names, like this clip. Oh my god, you passed. You passed. Oh, oh my, I could not look at the letter, but now that you've opened it for me, that's, give me that, give me that, let me look at it, oh my god. Look at that, it's going right on the fridge, I tell you what. Oh my god, on the fridge? Yeah. Right up next to all the other achievements of the family. Grandpa and grandma moving to Georgia. Uh, grandpa and grandma buying a house. Grandpa and grandma getting married. All the good times. All the good times. And I finally... I'm finally... I'm finally, finally worthy of the fridge. I'm finally fridge worthy. Wow. When I wake up in the morning and come get my orange juice... I'm going to see that and remember that I, for a brief moment in time, was a winner. Yeah. You might keep winning. It's not, it's not all downhill from here. Like, I haven't gotten on the fridge yet, but one day I hope to be as good as you. Um, <clears throat> sorry to disturb you, Ava and Adolf. Um, I, I have... I I have a lot of people from the international press that want to interview you, Ava, of course, on your recent achievement, but they're also very interested in uh, you too, Adolf. Do you think that you're ready to talk to any of them? Oh, yeah, I can face my art critics any day of the week. Like, look at this new one of my dog. Oh, you know, we can't, that one's not really fridge worthy. 
Oh, that that's fair. That's fair. You're you're my harshest critic, and I just aim to please. You know me. Oh, delicious! Uh, notice I cut that one off just just for time's sake. Just for time's sake. Um. Okay, so back to trio. Another thing you could do is is be that third person. Come in and make things worse by, again, escalating or maybe driving a wedge between those two people. Choose a side. See what happens to that shifting in dynamic. Just don't hold it the whole time. Let people enter and exit and see how that sort of manipulation ebbs and flows. Something else I really love is cutting off discovery right at that moment of tension and saving it. One of those characters putting it in their back pocket for later, but remembering that it happened and remembering to pull out that big reveal. Trios are a great way to gift an offstage character by talking about them. Something else, it's also fascinating to listen to secrets of the onstage characters, which give the whole dynamic context that that third character isn't even supposed to know about, and them, as the improviser, being able to play with that information. It's just a great chance to work on character with tons of play, but also a little bit of space to process. So for the sample set, as you may know, I love audio for the aspect of magical realism and being able to fully flesh out a scene in our minds in whatever ways our brain likes to fill in those gaps. There is so much dreaming available to players and listeners, why not get a little bit fantastical? So that's why we are able to present to you, in all its terrifying tension and absurdity, Jurassic Park Kitchen. You shouldn't have worn the the red tie, Richard. (laughs) Shouldn't have worn the red dress, Joyce. Fine. Good to wear the shitter. Hey, I'm not happy about not being able to wear red either. But this is the first time since all this shit went down, and I thought it was kind of worth a risk. Look, I know my stuff. The Velociraptor behind the tapioca drum (laughs) is a female, and she's after you, not me. You're telling me this now. Great. Thank you. What am I supposed to do with that? If I take it off, will she strangle me with it? I mean, help. Not just warnings, help. (laughs) When we got married. Here we go. (laughs) You vowed. In front of the priest and in front of God and in front of God forbid our parents to protect me. Yes, Joyce, I did. And I can't do that if I'm dead, can I? So could you help me stay alive by telling me something from your genius brain about velociraptors about how best to do that in week two? Or should I just experiment? Always with a sarcasm. 
And that's what she's picking up on. She's smelling it off you. You're enticing her. Oh, really? Oh, shit. What was that? Mom, Dad, uh, I, I just got off the phone. They're going to come get us. The, the helicopter is coming. It's going to come in three hours. Hooray. Don't move me. Don't touch me. Cindy, I'm a brick. Dad, we're going to have to go up onto the roof. Oh, not me. I don't think so. Um, but ask mom. I'm sure she'd be happy to tell you why you're leaving with that. Cindy, your father's in one of his sarcastic moods. Oh, oh, I remember this game. Opposite day. <laughs> no. No, we're not. This is serious. And I'm probably going to have to stay here. You should probably get out. I love you so much. I know that's not sarcastic. No, it's but no. all we have to do is just go up the stairs. Just get out of that corner and, and, and I'll hold open the door for you. Look, I know you said not to mention this in front of our daughter, but had you stuck to Jane plan, you would fit right out the window behind you. But as things are, you know you can't. Yet again, this is your fault. Mom, leave him alone. We've been in here for two weeks with nothing to do but just eat the tapioca out of the drum. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you very much. It's you might not be able to get through a window now, but I bet you could climb up some stairs. Maybe if it was early in the week, but... I mean, good God, your mother's right. I'm a mess. I'm like five trash bags filled with old clothes. <laughs> you just have to do it once, Dad. Okay, it's... It's leadership time, and um, I'm going to do something brave for my family. Um, I will need both of you to push me through the aperture. Because if I go out, I might widen it for the both of you. Oh, this should be good. Right, my head is going in. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I'll take the right Back leg, sweetheart. Uh, All right, I'll take the left one. Harder. Oh, that's moving this. Oh God! What's that sound? What's that sound? Stop. Mom? Yeah. 
Well, now the door isn't blocked anymore. <laughs> I thought I'd be more upset. Are you fucking serious? You've done nothing but yell at each other for two whole weeks in this kitchen. I'm I'm sorry, but you're a grown you're nearly a grown up now, and I want to be honest with you. We were probably going to get divorced. Well, in that case, I'm happy that you were upset at all. Can't you be upset for me? Maybe just a little bit. Yeah. But it's more of a relief, to be honest. Yeah, I know. But at least she's had some food. He's gone. The moaning stopped. And we can go home. When we get home, I'm going to see his lazy boy. And I'm going to cry. I just know it. I'm going to see the lazy boy. And I'm going to say that's where my dad should be. But he's not in that chair. He's in a vestibule on an island. Ripped into pieces. How can that not be yeah. upsetting? That's marriage, darling. Scene. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sweating. I was dying. I mean, you probably heard me. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I really liked that. It was so, so fun. I saw the whole thing. I saw the whole thing too. Well, first of all, the velociraptor that smells sarcasm. <laughs> that was great. That Fuck was great. Yes. Oh, Maggie. And um, and then Sid comes in with the yeah, the sar- sarcastic or like this is opposite day or it's sarcasm day, whatever it was. <laughs> I felt like you and Megs just like knew that relationship. Wasn't the first conversation, wouldn't be the last. Yes. <laughs> Except it was the last. Except this time it was. Well done, Joyce. <laughs> yeah, right, Joyce. 